You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio podcast and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. I'm Heidi Rue. Usually my husband, Mike Stout, is here with me today, but I'm just me today. Sorry, guys. Um, But this podcast exists because the whole purpose of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com is to give you the resources that you need to create the voiceover career that you want. So we have industry pros on to kind of share their insight, and um, hopefully you can gain some really great wisdom and advice from today's. So excited to have Eric Romanowski on with me today. I've known Eric for, gosh... It's been four four years, maybe. Well, you said two thousand. Um, when was it? Four four years ago, at least, at least, maybe five. No, it's got to be over the four, because we started the Atlanta Voiceover Studio over four years ago, and I knew you way before before that. Maybe not way, but you know, before that. But, anyways, Eric, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, Eric is one of the premier voiceover demo producers um, in the industry, and we're just so excited to have him on to talk about demos. So Eric, first of all, let me ask you, like, tell us and share with us your journey to producing demos, because this actually came from a whole other industry that this started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first I want to say, was I not important enough for Mike to be here? Is that why? (laughs) He actually has a session or else he would have totally been here. (laughs) I just want to make sure. Um, no, the beard, you know, ga- the beard is intimidating, Eric. I mean, I, sure. I get it. <laughs> you have to understand from a man's perspective. He's just like, oh, the manliness that's coming from that beard. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. No, you know the the whole demo thing just kind of came about. You know, like early two thousands is when I initially started, and by started I mean like barely did anything and wasn't even thinking. Didn't even really know the industry at all. Like I was so new to it and I was working in radio and, and, you know, my journey's kind of always in radio has always been radio imaging. I've always been a producer. I was never on air, you know, never did anything else but production, uh, did, did some commercial work as well. But the, the main stuff that I was really interested in was imaging. So, you know, every now and then people would reach out to me for, for demos to do imaging demos. And, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. Like I can do that. And, you know, I didn't really do well. I didn't, you know, like with anyone else starting out in the beginning, it was not pretty. My rates were not pretty. (laughs) I mean, they were pretty to the talent, yeah, but they weren't, they weren't pretty to me. Um, you know, and, and, you know, like in the very beginning, the first year I might've done like two or three people through the whole year. Like that's how little it was in the beginning. You know, and just like VO, you you book maybe one gig here and then another six months goes by and you book another gig like in the beginning. And that's pretty much what happened with me. It was like, you know, there was, you know, four gigs in the first year and the second year, like that person told one other person. So then I had five gigs like the next, (laughs) you know, like, and and that's really how it all started was word of mouth. Um, And I connected with, um, you know, uh, Haas over at Atlas early on too. And, you know, so he was referring a lot of his people to me. Um, so I was working with a lot of Atlas people and then those Atlas people were talking to other Atlas people. Um, and then really, you know, it just kind of snowballed. This was never my intention. If you would have asked me five years ago, cause I haven't even been doing it full time five years. Mm-hmm. 
technically. I mean, I was working the hours to be full time, right. but I still, I still had my other job. Um, you know, if you would have asked me five years ago, I, I would have said, no, yeah. I'm, I'll be in radio. I'm not going to be a demo producer. And then, you know, I, I, I always, you know, credit it to View Atlanta. Hmm. And I was super nervous. I was literally calling people up, asking them if they would go with me because I didn't want to go by myself. I just, just remembered that as I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, talking to Kelly Buttrick and I was like, can I go? And she's like, yeah, you should go. Like you're, you're going to be a demo producer. And, you know, I was like, I don't know. And I like had no idea how to approach it. Showed up super nervous and, and knew enough people to kind of like, like I knew you and I knew Mm -hmm. there was like, you know, dozen, two dozen people that I knew of or had associated with, um, you know, but but then then I'd be like, oh, Eric Romanowski. Like people would come up to me, I'd be like, I have no idea who you are, and, and you know, they were like, oh yeah, I heard what you did with so and so. It was great, and I was like, cool. Like, and this wow. at this time, I still didn't think I was really doing very well. Like yeah. personally, I didn't think my ability was that great. But um, you know, and 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 I literally took in view Atlanta. Like, holy crap! Like this is turning into something right before my eyes. I'm not even realizing it. And I literally came back and was so motivated at that point. My radio job was kind of like, okay, like, you know, you're, you're not valued as much as you should be. Um, and, and that's the thing I love about being a demo producer is that VO talent truly appreciate me hands down. Like, and I, I, I say this all the time. They're so grateful for what I do for them. And that the, the knowledge I, uh, you know, give to them and, and pass on to them and the guidance that it really was a no brainer for me, you know, to like make that jump. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, view Atlanta, get home. You know, uh, I told my wife end of the year, I'm leaving radio. Like I'm wow. going to do that. And, and a month went by at this point I was working like around the clock, Yeah, you know? Um, and I literally am at work. I remember, and I'm just so overwhelmed anxiety's through the roof Mm. and I'm just like I have to leave like I can't do this I'm so overwhelmed I wasn't doing my job at at the radio station anymore Mm. um and I literally was like honey should I go put my two weeks in like right now like should I type something up like that's what it was yeah ended up like a week later putting in my two weeks and I ended up staying a month and then left in in 2017 but it was well it was just I'm so I tell that story because I'm so happy with like how it happened and that it like you just never know where life's going to take you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I would not change like this job for the world. Like I just I love it that much. And I'm just so happy it happened. Yeah. Like just imagine if it didn't happen. Like that's if I didn't go to View Atlanta, like I kind of think about that. I'm like, I got chills. Like I'm just <laughs> like, it's awesome. Yeah. And I'm so happy I went and I'm so happy it all happened. And so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all the time we have. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a long journey. I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, it's great. And it's so true. And, you know, Eric and I, I mean, like we totally, Mike and I both get you and, and know what it was like to be in radio. And then also to feel like this is all I will be doing is radio and not seeing even anything behind, like past that. And then when you do leave, I don't know if you felt this way, but man, I was afraid. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And I was on air. So that was a totally different thing too, where like all of a sudden, you know, you had all these people that followed you on, you know, 
Facebook and stuff like that because you're on this platform and then you're not on that platform anymore. And it can feel like, oh, wait, am I not good anymore? No, it's just because it's radio. It's just weird. So, you know, thankfully, I never really had that downfall. And Mm -hmm. I really wasn't that nervous because I already had built up the business so well Mm -hmm. that um, it really was a very seamless transition for me where I like had already had that backup. I mean, you know, radio pay isn't great. It's even worse for people like me behind (laughs) the scenes. Like I don't get those bonuses and endorsements like, like the jocks do, you know? So like, um, it was, thankfully that that was like a pretty easy transition for yeah me. that's great and i i hope that that's encouraging for anybody that's listening that may even be in the situation where they're they are working a full-time job and they're one they're doing maybe voiceover on the side wanting to leave and just know like look eric was able to build his business up to where he did leave and it was fine so yeah, yeah that's great okay so let's talk demos what are some of the elements that you believe make a great demo yeah, I mean, I, I guess that the, the depends on the the demo specifically. Like, if we're gets you know going to get specific, but you know, I would say like I, I'm a, a firm believer in showing your personality. Like, what are you about? Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it's whether it's uh, commercial or, or promo or or uh, imaging. You know, like being able to set yourself apart and and use your brand to translate into your demo mm. you know like if, if you're about certain things then then maybe your commercial demo speaks to that more than something else that you're not so much about you know mm. um you know um what else um you know i i think showing off what makes you you know a strong talent too you know like play to your strengths you know something like that mm-hmm. uh, can, can really be beneficial for talent. Yeah. What about production value? Like, do you, have you heard of anyone being able to like produce their own demo and then it, it agents fine with that or. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm the first to say, like, I've, I've said this to people, I'll say it again. Like, I know that's like the big thing you don't say, especially as a demo producer, like don't produce your own demo. You know, like I will say that there's certainly a downside to it. But I also get someone not being able to drop, you know, everyone charges differently. So sure. I'll just say 500 to 2,500 on a demo. Yeah. You know, like they might have a ton of payments to worry about. And that's just like not something they can do. So you got to do what works for you. But you just have to understand, like, for for the most part, you get what you pay for. Yeah. I, I know people that have produced their own demo and have landed on agencies, mm-hmm. strong agencies. Um, so... While, while I never really encourage it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, you must use a demo producer, pay me, you know, yeah. like I'll never do that because it's just, I, it's just not realistic for a lot of people. Sure. Um, I will say the downside to it is getting that other perspective of someone that just kind of like be that outside ear and be more critical on you mm-hmm. than you might be on yourself. You might be like, yeah, this sounds good. Like I, I hear that a lot. People will send me a self-made demo and they're like, I'm super happy with how this turned out. And then I listen to it and I'm just like, wow, this is missing a lot of things mm-hmm. that no one told you because you're doing it yourself. You right. know? Yeah. The other thing so, too, that we talk about a lot is like, um, if somebody is brand new into uh, to voiceover, you don't know what agents are lo- looking for. You don't know what the trends are. You don't know, you know, what 
what's going to make a good demo um, because you're you're brand new at, at it. So and you're going up with a lot of competition too of other people. If other people, you know, are, are making their demos with you or something like that, that sounds really really good and professional. It shows the range and shows what you know is current trending. Like that agents are like, yes, I need somebody like this. Um, it's going to be harder. It is going to be harder because you're going up against you know people that just are showing up a little bit better, you know, a little more professional. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to be clear. I'm never going to like sell some, tell someone make your own demo. Like that's right. Like that's, <laughs> not what I, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that I do understand those circumstances and I'm, I don't think I'm above that where I need to be like on my high horse and, and be judgy about it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but what I, what I will say, like you said is, there are a lot of positives to working with someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's the writing, the production, you know, like how many VO people can produce well enough. Yeah. You know, I I can't voice. That's why I'm doing what I do. Like Mm -hmm. I know I stink at it. So that's why I'm producing. Yeah. Most voice people, they, they either don't know processing well or their music sounds it's free. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I get it. Right. You know, like I'm not knocking people that do that, but I'm just saying like I invest in music. Like yeah. I pay for a music library. Yeah. Little things like that are going to stand out. Yeah. And again, you're going against people that are taking, making that investment who have been coaching, who, mm-hmm. who are more polished. So, you know, it's good. It's going to be a slower climb. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just have to understand the circum the, 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 um, consequences of doing something like that yeah you can't expect to not saying you can't but you can't expect to likely land a top agent if you're going to take it upon yourself yeah to produce demo unless unless like a you know a former production guy or whatever used to produce promos or right you know yeah yeah totally what are some ways that talent often will get in the way of themselves having a great demo. Um, I'm sure you've seen that. Like, what are some things that we do as talent that are like, oh, man, you know, that kind of got in the way of this demo being really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing to me is like not coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I I will consistently turn people away who come at me and say, you know, I've been in this business 30 years. I'm not interested in coaching right now. And I'm just like, I appreciate that. I respect your opinion, but it's just not something I could take on that. You know, like if I think someone needs it, you know, then I'm going to tell you that if I, if I don't think you need it, then that's like, you know, that's, that's a judgment call. But, but if I do that, that's my prerogative. If I'm going to take someone on to say, I'm not willing to take this on unless you coach. And I think a lot of people can get in their own head and be like, I don't need to coach. It's all, you know, it's a scam. Why am I paying $200 to, to have someone give me direction? I already know what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can't think like that. Mm-hmm. You have to be, again, vulnerable. You have to be, and I'm not, so, so I think, yeah, so if a talent says they don't want to coach, another way to maybe look at it is say, I don't, maybe I don't want to coach with that person. I'll try someone else to yeah. get a different perspective. Like you have to be open to getting someone's opinion. They're experts. Mm. The people that are doing what they're doing are experts. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's one way. Second guessing yourself, I think, you know, talent can get in their head. Anyone can get in their head with that kind of mentality. It's super hard 
You know, I do it all the time that that imposter syndrome, you know, it's really something that I think a lot of people battle. Yeah, sure. Or if you have like a dry spell, you're just like, man, am I am I not good? Or am I just, you know, going through a rough patch? You start second guessing yourself. And that's, again, where I think like a coach could come in, a respected coach uh, uh, that you trust that could just kind of give you that kick mm-hmm. that you might need to reinvigorate your, your passion and, and your, your confidence, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just talked about too, demos are, demos are an investment, right? And so why do you think that someone should make that investment for a demo? Why do you think it's so important for somebody's voiceover career? Yeah. I mean, you always hear like, that's, that's the calling card, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, I guess for me, I, I see it as like when someone invests in someone like me and, and other people for that matter, you're going to get back so much. Like there's, I try to give so much value to what I charge, whether it's, you know, helping, uh, you know, help, help set, setting you up with the right coach. Mm. Like I've had time and time again, I refer a coach and that talent writes me back right after the session. And it's like, I don't know how I've never worked with them before. They were awesome. I've learned so much. I've just signed up for two more sessions. You know, like that, that's not just like instantaneous, uh, like a, a, a benefit right away. That's like prolonged benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's going to benefit you down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having someone's expertise, like a demo producer to, to give you, uh, to guide you, mm-hmm. to be that p- person that's going to tell you like, I understand why you want to do that, but this is why that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the voice, the voice of reason to really keep you, keep you, you know, on, on that path, um, the path of success, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think there, there is a lot of value, you know, between the copy, between, between the, the directing, between because you're talking to me and it's we're in Atlanta. Yeah. You're thinking twang. <laughs> well, but and twang. And I had a six pack before this. But oh. <laughs> that, that's, that's good. Makes for um, a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, between all that mixed in, it, you know, you're there's there's a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the time invested uh with with a lot of demo producers. Um, you know, everyone's charging different rates, but I think a lot of demo producers, there's a lot of demo producers that bring different expertise to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, to me, it's almost like, you know, this is your career. This is your well-being. This is the future of, you know, this is your life. This is your, your livelihood, how you're going to support your wife, your husband, your kids. So to me, like when I think about a big picture like that, it's, it's almost a no brainer mm-hmm. um, because with a good demo, with a great demo, you can see that money, you know, tenfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously no guarantees. Like I sure. never make that guarantee, but if sure. you can land with, you know, with another agency, mm-hmm. you can align yourself with some casting directors, you know, you get more auditions. That's just, it's going to kind of snowball and you're like, okay, like things are starting to you know, start starting to pick up yeah. and hopefully that's with help of the demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Now, Eric, you've become known 
as this radio imaging demo producer. But yeah. probably what a lot of people don't know is that you also do promo demos, you do narration demos, you do commercial demos. So what are some trends that you're seeing in some of those areas as far as demos go? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like obviously for for anything, really, I think there's always got to be an aspect of real conversational mm-hmm. that thing, even for promo. You know, like I call it the anti-promo. <laughs> you know, it's it's the the everything that you don't think a promo should be. Same thing for imaging. It's everything that you don't think imaging should be. It should just be very casual, mm-hmm. very real, very conversational. Just shoot the breeze, and you know. Um, obviously, I, th- I think that holds true for pretty much any category right now. Mm-hmm. Um, people just want authentic. Um, you know, in, in, in promo, you know, again, like going back, we kind of talked about being able to showcase personality. Like, I think that's a big thing for all those categories, especially imaging. Uh, I think it's strong in, in commercial as well. Like, I like to get a vibe for what the person's like. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very um, insistent upon that. Like, when I'm working with someone, I'm like, what do you like to do? What, what are the things that you're passionate about? What, is, what are you trying to accomplish with your brand? You know, that kind of thing. Um, because because then they're just going to be more more confident about what what the, the final product. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to want to share it. They're going to be, be uh, you know, they're, they're going to be excited you know, to, to send it to their agents, you know, so it's, it's only to me, that's only going to help them, you know, in in the run. So true. And, and, um, Eric, I'm so sorry, because I haven't even said this for throughout the whole podcast, but you did my radio imaging demo and you did a great job. So I'm sorry. I meant to say that at the very beginning that not only are we having you on here because we know you and adore you, but, um, but also like, I trust you. I mean, obviously, I got my demo done with you. So, anyways, just a, another yeah, referral. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no that, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what advice would you give to someone that is wanting to get into maybe one of the specific genres? Because that's a whole other thing. So, yeah. any advice? Yeah, you know, I actually just had this call with someone last night. She's like, "Hey, Eric, I want to do imaging," and I was like, "Let's jump on the phone." You know, and I, we just talked through it. And I, I said, what are your goals? Like, she does a lot of commercial and animation now. She only, she has an agent that does mainly commercial and promo. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, you got to look at your, your long-term goals. Like, do you want another agent? Because if you do, if you do want to do imaging, not that you need an agent, but it would be nice to have that. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I think knowing what, each category kind of requires from you too. Mm. You know, like promo auditions are mainly an agent manager driven thing, right? So like, if you don't have any agent to do that with, or that you're getting those auditions from, you have to be ready to pitch that demo to to an agent Mm -hmm. or manager. Otherwise it's just going to collect dust. Right. Um, I'm not saying you can't get that work. I know a very few people that have done it without an agent, but um, promo is one of those things that's that's pretty heavy, heavy with the agent. Yeah. So you have to know like, okay, where do I need to go? Who are the agents that I need to look at if I want to do promo? Um, you know, same thing with imaging. Imaging, if, if you don't have an agent, is something you can book without one. And, and actually a good amount of people do. Uh, that's probably one of the easier things to book without an agent. Not saying it's easy. Yeah. 
easier to book without an agent because mm-hmm. uh, you can just hit up the radio station and be like, hey, here's my demo, blah, blah, blah. I'm awesome. Check me out. Like, <laughs> let me be your voice. That kind of thing. You know, um, so, you know, I, I think depending on the demo, you kind of have to know what do these demos require? So mm-hmm. I just kind of bro- broke it down for this channel last night. I was like, okay, like if you're going to look at other demos, uh, I'm sorry, other, other agencies, then you should probably update your commercial first because mm-hmm. her commercial demo was old and there were other things that I didn't care for. But, but so I just told her, like, I would start there. And if you're with someone that does a lot of imaging work, then it makes more sense to maybe look into imaging. Same sure. thing with promo. Yeah. yeah. So, so know what you're getting into before you get into it and mm-hmm. what each is going to require because they're all kind of their own different animals. Yeah. yeah. You know? Great. So. Great advice. Thank you so much, Eric. If people want to be able to find your website and follow you on social media, how can they do that? Yeah, it's just ear blowing audio is mm-hmm. the easiest way to just Google that. And it's mm-hmm. all ear blowing audio is the social, ear blowing uh, audio.com is the website. Great. And we will also put all those links in the show notes too in the description. So you can you can just click from there too if you want just to, an easy, easy link. Um, Eric, thank you so much for taking time with us. I also want to say if you did listen to this podcast, then Eric and I did some bonus questions and you can find that on the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio um, YouTube page. We talk about demo no-nos. We talk about um, what sets top VO talent apart and about Eric's branding. So check that out on YouTube or one of our social media pages. And of course, all of that stuff is in the show notes. Have a great day and um, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.